Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, and thank you for being with us today. You are listening to An Artist Speaks, presented by Contemporary Art Gallery Online. Contemporary Art Gallery Online represents tomorrow's art giants today. You can visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com, and there you can view and purchase great works of contemporary art, check out our monthly art competition, and our blog as well. Today, our guest is Trina Wilco. Trina was a winner of the May Art Competition entitled Color. Trina lives and works in Montreal, Quebec. She is a professor in the Early Childhood Education Department at Concordia University and a faculty supervisor for student teachers. She has a Bachelor of Fine Arts degree from Concordia and a Master's of Education in the Arts from McGill University. Artistic pursuits are woven into the fabric of her life. Painting, drawing, and art education are a mainstay and reflect the growth of a commitment to art through her careers as a graphic designer for a chain of fashion stores, a ceramic artist and teacher, and a writer and illustrator. Well, good morning, Trina. Welcome to An Artist Speaks. Good morning. Well, let's start the show this morning with telling our audience a little more about yourself, Trina. Well, as you already mentioned, um, I'm an artist and an educator. I teach student teachers, and one of the things that uh, is very important to me about that job is that uh, we no longer support art education uh, in the classroom because of funding. So I give art to seminars to my student teachers on how to teach art in the classroom. And through those seminars and workshops, I've learned a great deal about art myself. This is a very, very important part of my life, the education in the arts. But as well, I'm um, an artist, and I have been making art since a very early age. When did you first become interested in creating art? I guess when I was a teenager. I spent a lot of time alone. I can't really say why. I don't know why. It was kind of um, something that I just wanted to do, and I I did it. I went to, uh, I asked my parents to buy me paints, and I began painting in my bedroom. Uh, why it happened or how it happened, I really don't know. It's just one of those things. I guess it's innate in a way. Or was there a defining moment when you said, this is what I want to be as an artist? Well, the truth is um, I never really believed that I was going to be an artist. It was just something that was part of my life. I, um, Because I like to do art, uh, I decided that um, I should try to find a work or a job that was related to art because I didn't really believe that people could make money painting, that, you could, that this could be a livelihood. So I um, went back to school and I studied graphic design, commercial art and graphic design, and I had the good fortune to be hired by a chain of fashion stores in Canada. I did uh, fashion illustration and that led to uh, window 
design, merchandising, a whole other world that um, is part of the art world. Well, tell us about your artistic process, Trina. Well, it began, um, I think I should say that my interest in art, my my real beginning was when I was doing um, a thesis for my master's in education in the arts. Uh, people would always say to me when I was growing up, you're so creative, and I never really understood what that means because making art was never easy for me. It wasn't something where you just sat in front of a blank canvas or a page and it just happened. It didn't just happen. It was, it was um, it, I needed a lot of uh, inspiration, skill, skill to do this. When I was doing my uh, master's, I wanted to do my thesis on the nature of creativity. I was curious to know if creativity could be learned or cultivated. And uh, I must say I had a difficult time getting an advisor because um, it was in the 90s and people were just beginning to get onto this uh, bandwagon of, uh, you know, uh, thinking outside of the box. And there wasn't a lot of uh, research being done at the time. But I did find someone, and I think that was pivotal in my life because... I through that thesis I understood that one could learn to be creative and that it could be taught and that uh I wasn't so necessarily special in my abilities but that it was based more on skill and that you could be creative if you had all the skills and techniques and you were you then you would be able to break the rules and so my work today has um, grown from uh, realism or realistic art to abstract because I I use the materials and then I break the rules. I I use the materials to um, to imagine and and then I express it through the language of art. Well, certainly your work is quite colorful. Where do you get the inspiration for your art? Uh, well, not all my work is as, as, is as colorful as the one that um, uh, won this uh, competition, but the, um, the, the requirement for this competition or the theme was color. Uh, where do I get my inspiration? Well, through my my um, education in the arts, I had discovered that art is a, a language of expression. And just like we teach our children to be expressive in writing, and they use words and um, vocabulary to express themselves, the vocabulary of art is line, shape, space, let's say texture, color. So what I do is I start with a palette of random colors, mm -hmm. and uh, then it becomes just uh, expression. I just, you know, use my canvas to, I can't say why I choose a certain color. I just lay in the colors, and then I stand back, and I examine what I've done, and it's then that I go back in. I try to I use formalist composition to create the image. I go back and use the uh 
I, I go to formalism. So my art is basically from an education aspect. Well, on average, from start to finish, how long does it take you to create a piece of art? Um, the process begins with um, a lot of gesture and randomly selected colors and uh, materials. So it, the, the whole process is an experience. It's very fast, and it's an active dialogue between me and my my support, the canvas. As I said, it's not. I don't do it without thought. It's not something that just happens. Uh, it's something that I construct. I make formalist decisions, and it's very fast. So from time to time, the problems that I create for myself are solved very quickly, and I could do a painting in uh, three hours, or I could do it in an hour, or if, it, if I'm having difficulty um, solving the problems of uh, formalism and composition, it can take me weeks of going back and forth and back and forth, returning. Uh, the painting dies, then it, it, it comes alive again, and then it dies. It, it's an entire <laughs> process that is very intimate between myself and the work. Well, you mentioned materials. Uh, what mediums do you use in creating your art? Well, that's something that I've grown into. I, I start with acrylic uh, because you can do anything on top of acrylic. You could put oils, you can work oils on top of acrylic, but you can't put acrylic on top of oils. They won't adhere. So I always start with acrylic, and then it becomes like a madhouse in my studio. I whatever I can find. I can, I have oil pastels. I have hard pastels, colored pencils, uh, you name it. And it happens as part of this process. It's not something that I set up in advance. The only thing I set up in advance is my acrylic palette. And from there, it's a journey. Uh, It's a spiritual workout, actually. (laughs) Well, knowing that you're also an educator... Is it difficult for you to find time to focus on your art? I don't spend as much time making art as I would like, but um, I like the teaching aspect of my life as well. I get great satisfaction from my students implementing ideas, art ideas in the classroom and overcoming their feelings of inadequacy because they are not artists. You don't have to be an artist to teach children. You just have to give them the freedom to do. And the, and you have to give them the rules. They have to know uh, what materials will do. We have to give them materials that are clean and tell them how to use them. Uh, but, I, I, you know, that's, that part of my life is very important to me, too. Now I would like to paint more. That's why I, I, I entered this competition. I find I have more time because I'm, I'm uh, semi-retired. I don't work full uh, days anymore. I work semesters, and, um, and this, like right now I'm not in a semester until the fall again. So I have time to paint, and I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> 
in your bio it mentioned that you were also an author and illustrator. So what book or what kind of book uh, did you write? Well, the book that I wrote is, of course, related to my teaching. I was concerned that my students were feeling that they couldn't teach art. So what they were doing was, and you find this a lot in the classrooms, they set up materials for the children and they say, okay, be creative. And I wanted to give them a guide, so I wrote this book. Basically, the book is um, is a story. It's a story about a, a lion. It's for children. It's a children's picture book. It's a story about a lion and his friends in the forest. And the um, the lion has an enormous thunderous sneeze, and he breaks apart his friends want to put him back together again. So the lines that form his shape and his coat are the words that we use in the formalist art. Like I mentioned before, line, shape, texture, color. And the book is this rebuilding of the lion using art words and uh, shapes. And I've written it sort of uh, poetically, rhyming. And so they understand that you can use a circle to make the hat and you can use a circle to make cheeks and you can use squiggly, wiggly lines or whiskers. And these words become the words that children can use to talk about art. Mm. They they use these words to talk about famous art. Well, that is a very unique approach. And uh, I think, you know, that's a blessing that you are taking your time and expertise to teach young people about art. Oh, right. By the way, the name of the book is The Lively Lines of Linus. And it's a story about art and friendship. And um, I use it mainly at uh, the university uh, as part of a workshop for teaching uh, student teachers how to make art. Uh, my students don't understand anything about abstract art. Well, back talking about your art, is there artists uh, whose works have influenced your art, do you believe? I think that um, the two artists that have influenced me, uh, one is uh, Richard Diebenkorn, and the other is de Kooning. And I think the reason that... Um, I feel anything about these artists or my why I, I relate to them is I can almost feel their handprints on their work. I, I get a feeling of their expression and what they went through, the process they went through to create these works. I think this, there's an intimacy in, in the work of de Kooning. You almost feel, you, you do feel his struggle. And these artists, Diebenkorn and de Kooning, I mean, there are many that have influenced me, but um, it's this uh, freedom, this liberation to use the materials in any way without feeling restricted or um, without feeling that's not right, that's not the way it should be done. For me, there is no way it should be done. It's the way I'm going to do it. And it's a, it's taken me a long time to reach this place. If you are, if you feel anything when you look at my work, I hope you feel, um, the, the, the joy and the struggle 
that I I had in in the process that I worked through in the process to come to this product, and the product is the result of that struggle. Well, that certainly is very interesting, and you know your work does show uh, not only colors but you know a, a unique talent in in the brush strokes of your artwork. Thank you. <laughs> Well, I think this is a good time for a quick commercial break. And then, Trina, after the break, we'll talk about the art that you submitted for the May Art Competition. Okay. And I want to remind the audience that you can view and purchase Trina Wilco's artwork by going to ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com, click on the Artist tab, and then on Trina Wilco's name. Contemporary Art Gallery Online is the number one source for showcasing tomorrow's art giants today. If you're an artist looking for gallery representation, please visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and click on the Membership tab and follow the prompts. If you're a designer, architect, or volume purchaser, again, visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and complete the volume purchaser's request form. And again, to view... Trina's stunning artwork to re-listen to this interview and, of course, purchase some of Trina's art, please click on the Artist tab and then on Trina's name. Well, Trina, the winning piece that you submitted was Seascape. Tell our audience about Seascape. When I, when I was doing Seascape, I'm always aware of the, um, the, the foremost elements of a painting. And the one that is of primary importance to me at this point in my art making is the uh, illusion of um, three-dimensional space on a two-dimensional surface. Now, on a two-dimensional surface. Now, this is has, is, is a a, um, a problem for. All artists. I mean, we are all trying to use the space in a, in a way that will uh, utilize the the, two, the paper, the two-dimensional space. This particular piece, the, in order to create drama in that piece, I felt I had to go inside, and so I had to come up with the elements that we use to create three-dimensional space. And what happened was. It became a landscape or a seascape or a you you feel even though it's abstract, you get the sense of entering into the space. That was what I the problem that I wanted to solve in this particular piece. The problem came about through the haphazard again application of acrylic. That that particular piece is only acrylic. There's no oil or uh it's not really a mixed media. I, I believe it's just uh acrylic. Well it's very striking and I know we were all impressed with the with the painting and just the different colors, the the brush strokes, uh and, and it has a three dimensional feel to it. That was my intention. And I'm certainly happy that I achieved that. <laughs> well, you you accomplished what you set out to do with that thing. I, that I accomplished my goal, yeah. 
Well, and another piece you submitted was chill. Tell the audience about chill. Well, there you have also the same. My concern with chill was also the idea of texture. I was I, I wanted to create a space, even though it's not a, a deep space like um, seascape. I still feel that you enter a space, and the colors that uh, that evolved in that piece were cold. Why I don't know. Um, sometimes you know your your subconscious tells you, or you react, and so it became um, more of a two dimensional. Uh, space and more about texture, uh, also about entry. Well, I would agree that there is a coldness to it um, that comes out with the colors. But again, you, you've accomplished, you know, a three-dimensional look to a two-dimensional painting. Yeah. Well, that you know, that's always in my mind, and sometimes I have more trouble. I have more problems in creating it. It depends on uh, the day, uh, how I wake up in the morning. I, I, I don't know. It's always a different. Sometimes the problem is solved easily, and sometimes it's a little more difficult. But there is always a problem. I always create a problem. And this is one of the things I learned about um, creativity. Creativity is problem solving. And... In my work, I create the problems, and then I have to solve them. Sometimes I make it very difficult for myself. Sometimes you're your own worst enemy. Exactly. <laughs> well, and Trina, you also entered another very beautiful piece called Prior Yay. Yes. That piece is, um, I started out, with that in that piece, doing my usual uh, application of the materials, uh, the uh, acrylic, and then I thought maybe I should try to implement something realistic, uh, just to see uh, what would happen. So I, I did some pairs. In French, pair is poire. I put the pairs there, and I don't know. I just fell in love with the piece, and I just left it alone just seemed to work for me. Well, it's a very beautiful piece. And, and again, very striking colors, you know, definition. And Thank you. Certainly it's a piece that you can just... This piece and the winning piece, I felt you could just stare at and you just keep <laughs> seeing different stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, in your artwork, is there... Are you trying to convey any messages with your with your paintings? You know, I've I've thought a lot about that. I look at a lot of art. I go to a lot of galleries. I know that art, um, you know, conveys a message. And uh, I'm also a portrait artist, so I've done realism. I, I'm also I also draw. Um, I decided that at this stage in my life, I don't want to think. I just want to do. I'm not sure that there is a message other than joy at making art and the passion of making art. And I think my education and my abilities and skills in terms of what I've learned over the years in um, 
drawing and, uh, you know, art classes and my university degrees. I understand the basics, and I just believe that I want to take all of that education and I want to break the rules and be free. And so my art represents this liberation that I feel. And I've never felt up until I always felt I cared what other people thought. I should do a better in, uh, a better rendition of a pair. It should be a perfect. They can see that I know how to draw, and so uh, it's more valuable. It's valid as art. I don't feel that way anymore. I, I feel that all the education and all the uh, skills that I've acquired over the years will come through if I just allow myself the freedom and the liberty to enjoy it. So to say there's there a message, I, I don't know what the message is. Maybe you can tell me. <laughs> well, you know, and that's one of the things about art is that you can look at a painting, I can look at a painting, someone else can look at a painting, and we get three different impressions or messages mm -hmm. from the painting. Exactly. Exactly. And the only real important message is mine and yours, and they're so personal. Correct. That is so true. That is so true. And and that, after all, I believe is what art is about. It's, you know, moving people. Yes. Uh, I certainly feel with the paintings that I submitted to the competition, I believe that when I'm moved by them. When I look at them, I am moved by them. It's not even as if I made them. I feel something when I look at them. And so I have succeeded. Well, you certainly have. And your your artwork <laughs> is just very stunning. Very stunning. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, Trina, we're getting near the end of the show. Uh, mm -hmm. But I do have a few more questions. And I, you kind of touched on this, I'm sure, but... Tell the audience your art philosophy. Well, my art philosophy is that art is a, a language of expression. I believe that uh, it's about form, like from a, a practical point of view, it's about form and formalism. But I guess overall, it's expression and it's the use of it's the use of materials to express oneself. It's the expression or application of the materials and the, cre and the skill that we have into visual form. Uh, you know, it's a very complex question because uh, art is basically form and content. It's idea-based. So a philosophy is, I guess you could say art is an imitation of reality. It, it's very it, it's it's a complex question in that um, we all have our own uh, beliefs about what art is. What is mine? Uh, I guess it's the um, application of materials for expression. Oh, that's a definition more than a philosophy. I, I'm not even sure what philosophy means anymore. <laughs> Well, I think that's a great answer. It, you know, art was certainly meant to move people, and 
how an artist goes about that can be done in many ways. Uh, many things uh, artists do, and t- no two artists really do the same exact type of work. So it's always interesting to to ask that question for the response because it does tend to make people think a little more about what exactly they're doing because it's second nature to them at this point in most cases. Well, I think the philosophy is more of um, an examination of your own beliefs about art. Uh, The aim of art is to represent. It's a very very abstract uh, (laughs) statement or uh, question, but um, trust me, I've given it a lot of thought. (laughs) (laughs) Willie, one question that I do always ask guests on the show is what advice would you have for an aspiring artist that's just starting out in their career? I would suggest to people who are beginning to make art that they get as much exposure to art and art history and artists as possible to look and observe as much as possible because art is about observation and internalizing that observation. I would recommend that people who are interested in making art as a career, that they look at all the different aspects of making art uh, and being gainfully employed in making art and to take as many or learn as much about the materials and skills that they need to express themselves. I don't believe in magic. I don't believe that art comes... um, I believe that there are those that have this uh, um, genetic component where they see and observe things more than others and are able to internalize those things and express through art. But most of us make art through uh, observation and hard work. And nobody draws uh, without a great deal of practice. Well, I agree. And, and I think sometimes people do have a misconception. And not to say that there are not artists out there that have a gift that seems like they can just pick up a brush and and create a a wonderful piece of art. There's a lot of technical skill involved in painting, creating a piece of art. Exactly. Exactly. And and because it looks so easy, like (laughs) we go into a museum and we see a Jackson Pollock or we see a de Kooning, and if you watch the observers or the viewers, they will say, I can do that. But the fact is, is that there's a lot, a lot of practice and skill that happens before you can make those decisions and break the rules and do what you feel. Well, I agree. There is a, a lot of, and a lot of practice in practicing those skills. It's, it's like any other talent. Uh, the skill side has to be practiced and honed. Exactly. 
Exactly. This is the major misconception. So those who want to make art, they need to practice. Well, Trina, I want to thank you for joining us this morning on An Artist Speaks. It has been my pleasure. Thank you. Well, and I'm excited uh, to have you a member of the gallery and, and look forward to seeing more of your fantastic art. Thank you very much, Mike. Thank you. And I also want to thank our listeners for being with us today. And again, to view Trina Wilco's stunning artwork, to re-listen to this interview, and of course purchase some art from Trina, please click on the Artist tab and then on Trina Wilco's name. I would like to inform everyone that Contemporary Art Gallery Online has launched a monthly art competition. To compete, go to ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com, click on the Art Competition tab for additional information. If you're an artist looking for gallery representation, please visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and click on the Membership tab and follow the prompts. If you're a designer, architect, or volume purchaser, please visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and complete the volume purchaser request form. And Artist Speaks is currently airing every other Saturday, so we'll meet again in two weeks. Thank you for joining us this morning, and have a great rest of your weekend.